If anything, I have be- I have reason to be annoyed with you. No, you don't, because I'm adorable. No, yeah, no, I I do, right? Because, because, ever since we started this podcast, you and I, this yes. epic journey together, right? Yes. You have been contacted in regards to numerous radio interviews and <laughs> newspaper articles, <laughs> and you wrote that blog post for that political science international organization or whatever it is and you wrote a book which is coming out plus you're having papers published left right and center and now now i find out now i find out that you're doing another podcast okay you need to chill no i i don't understand what your problem is here are you upset that you're not doing these things are you upset I don't, I don't understand. My problem here is, is that while I'm very happy for you and this other podcast, and I hope, <laughs> I hope you have a wonderful future together. Oh, Jesus. I'm just saying it would be nice, it would be nice if somebody said, hey, Gareth Davis, co-host of the successful Brazil Nuts podcast. <laughs> Would you like to maybe do a guest spot on my show? But none of these are related to the podcast. They are about politics. So I'm not being interviewed as Larissa Bichot podcast host. I'm being interviewed as Larissa Bichot political scientist to give an expert opinion on something. And I didn't write a book. I wrote an entry to a political science dictionary. I wrote two entries with a co-author. Right, okay. My point, however, is that your star obviously is on the <laughs> rise and <laughs> and my star is is blatantly not. In fact, in fact, my star is so unrising that it's barely a star anymore. It's more of a oh like torchlight. With low batteries. Also, if I remember correctly... Yeah. I have thanked you. I thanked you in the blog post for the Political Studies Association because you proofread it for me. And my paper that comes out in January, I also thanked you because you proofread that as well. Yeah, but, you know, I mean, this is a bit like somebody thanking somebody else at the Oscars. It's not. Nobody pays attention to it. <laughs> yes, they do. Because if you're snubbed, it's always like, oh, and also, oh, I completely forgot to say, like, in the interview after you get the Oscars, you're like, and you know, I was just so excited and I completely forgot to thank my dear husband or my dear mother uh, or my children. But of course, I thank them too. I just didn't have a speech prepared. I'm just saying, at this point, I feel like a giant ginger turtle that you are standing on the back on. And so I just want to, you know, just to, just to, you know, just to elevate yourself. And so what I'm saying is, I just like to, I just like to announce, I just like to announce right now that if anybody is looking for a guest star, I can talk about many different things. I don't just have to talk about not knowing anything about Brazil. There's lots of stuff. <laughs> There's lots of stuff I don't know anything about. So, if you are looking for a guest spot, uh, you know, hit your boy up. 
That's what I'm saying. I am outraged mm. at the idea that I'm using you mm. to lift myself up. Okay. All right. I mean... So, you know, the four years of undergrad, the two and a half years of master's, and the four and a half years of PhD, those were, you know, yeah. you lifting me up, even though we met in 2020. Yeah. I'm just saying that all of this, it, it, okay, fine. It just happens to be a coincidence that all these things have started <laughs> happening after we started, we started this podcast together. Yes, I'm I just was saying. already interviewed before we met and I had already posted, like, published blog posts with the Political Studies Association before we met. Mm -hmm. This was the third one, not the first one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. At such rapid frequency as well. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure that's. I'm sure that's a thing that's happening. Oh my yeah. god. Okay, the listeners do not care about the squibble. Can we start this episode? At Elvis in the Woods on Twitter. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Okay. You get freaked out whenever you get more than three likes on a tweet. And whenever one of my academic friends follows you, you have a legit meltdown. That's not true. It is too true. Nope. I have the receipts of you sending me messages like, oh my God, I replied to something and I have 50 likes. Have I gone viral? I don't know what to do with myself. I can't stop the notifications. How do I make them stop? Just, just see what I'm talking about here. Just see what I'm talking about. It's just, it's just constantly trying to keep me down. While you know, there's room at the top for both of us, Larissa. I don't understand this jealousy you have of my potential, but that's fine. That's fine. It's something we'll work through together. Hello, you're listening to Brazil Nuts, an insane journey through the world of Brazilian politics, with your host Larissa Peixoto, political scientist, and Gareth Davis, home of the world-famous Waffle Burger. Coming up on this episode, we talk about a hawking gawker, yeah, see, see what I did that? Good, right? And we also talk about animals being elected to office in Brazil. It's, it's a thing that happens, apparently. Remember to rate and review us wherever you rate and review things. Maybe you're judging a dunk contest for the basketball. And you're like, that one-handed windmill was excellent. I'm just thinking it lacked a bit of power at the end. You know, the rim isn't rocking all that much. But I tell you what gets my rim rocking. It's Brazil Nuts, a podcast. You'd you probably like it. Okay, thanks, bye. 8.5. Another thing that happened this week, speaking of Twitter, is that you replied to something on the Twitter which happened to pop into my timeline, which was about a video that Sebastian Gorka did for <laughs> hawking pain relief medicine on a shopping channel. Apparently it's drug-free, it's made from fish, I think, and he was introduced as Sebastian Gorka PhD, and then in very small writing underneath, it said political science. 
But I thought that app, the, that commercial was for a pillow or something. It was for medicine? Yeah, no, yeah, exactly that. Yeah, no, the pillow was the guy who does pillows beforehand. So there's a guy who does pillows before. There's, there's a famous, I think he's literally called the pillow guy. <laughs> That's descriptive. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But he's, uh, he, he's famous for his pillows that you lie on and then they're better than other pillows. I don't really know how pillow technology works, honestly. Honestly, if you get me a pillow that get rid, gets rid of my neck pain, participation mm. to PhD political science will vouch for it. Yeah. So what you're saying is now is, is you're not just available for other podcasts and newspaper articles and radio interviews and television appearances. You're also open to endorsements as well. Is that what you're saying? If it works. Oh my I god. Would not, I, I oh would not I would not lie on behalf of something I would lie. But if somebody gives me a pillow that gets rid of my chronic neck pain, then yeah. Again, if you're looking to book Larissa, which apparently everybody is these days, you can reach her at, at Larissa Politics on Twitter. <laughs> you're so dramatic. I'm just saying it would be nice. It would be nice one time. One time if somebody asked me if I would like to do something. As opposed to, you know, not. But that's fine. That's okay. Anyway, my point with all this is, is that Sebastian Gorka was doing this interview. And apparently he's been doing this for about a year. Where he uh, goes on shopping channels and he hawks this medicine. Oh, he did get fired from the Trump administration. He needs to make a living. Yes, yes, he did get fired, yeah. He was part of the original crew, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah. You know, the one that lasted approximately two and a half months, and then they were all That's gone. a record. Yeah. That yeah. is a record. I think the one that has lasted the longest are um, Stephen Miller, and who knows, because he has COVID, and Kellyanne. Kellyanne Conway's has also been since the campaign. She also has COVID, I think. Wow. So, you know, who knows how long they're going to last. Karma's weird, isn't it? Anyway. <laughs> right, this is the thing about, about the, the original Trump administration, the OG Trump administration, as they call it. Whoop, whoop. Was that it was genuinely... Like a Batman's rogues gallery of villains, it really was. Yeah. It was. It was like DC's Legion of Doom. It was amazing. But you just got whiplash from keeping track of who came in and who got fired. Like Scaramucci gone. Yeah. Oh, I miss. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I miss Scaramucci. I miss Scaramucci. He <laughs> was my favorite. He really was. There was no was. time to like or miss him. He was oh. there for less than ten days. Oh, but what a what a ten days! Good God! I mean, he accomplished more in ten days in making me laugh than <laughs> than the entirety of How I Met Your Mother or Two and a Half Men combined, actually. <laughs> It was like Bolsonaro's second health minister, Taish, who lasted exactly 29 days. Couldn't even make it to a month. The current health minister, the one who's just an interim minister, now has become a full-fledged minister, uh, the minister in general, did not know what the healthcare, the unified healthcare system was until he became the healthcare minister. So, you know, we have that going for us. Five million cases. 
How could you? Okay. <laughs> okay. All right then. Okay. How could you not know? He that? says that because he has always been in the military, so he used the military for his healthcare. But since 1988, the military healthcare is part of the unified healthcare system. Mm-hmm. I mean, to be fair, though, you know, this happens a lot with military personnel. Not knowing about the basic structure of the country they're supposed to defend. Yeah, exactly, absolutely. I mean, you ask most UK soldiers and uh, army personnel, you know, about it, and none of them would be able to tell you what France is, for example. So <laughs> that's will that's they, something that happens. Would they know what the NHS is? I mean, it depends. <laughs> for example. If by NHS you mean a nautical homing shotgun, then yes, most of them would be able to tell you that. If, however, uh, you're talking about the National Health Service, yeah, yeah then it gets a bit, it gets a bit squeakish. <laughs> anyway, so Sebastian Gorka is hawking these things, right? And yes. you saw this on Twitter and you replied to it. Now, because you replied to it, I then get this in my timeline. And I am I'm drawn sorry. to it. But this is entirely your fault, because I am drawn to it like a fucking giant moth, moth to a awful shit flame. And, <laughs> and I cannot look away from it at all, whatsoever. And then, and then, I decide, because I'm stupid, I decide to fall down a fucking right-winger's hawking shit rabbit hole. Okay? <laughs> and so, it starts off with the very plainly obvious Alex Jones and his brain force and all the rest of it. Have you heard about this? No. Okay, right. Okay, so Alex, you know Alex, you know who Alex Jones is? The crazy... I don't think so, no. How do you not know who Alex Jones is? Not by name. Okay, I so... I don't know, I don't keep track of these right-wing nutjobs. Oh my god, oh my god, right, oh okay, cool. In that case, ha ha, ha 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 you see, you see this rest of the universe, you think that Larissa is worth having on your podcast, but let me tell you, if you want to talk about crazy nut bars and their wacky ways, you come to me, alright, okay? You come to your boy. So, so, Alex Jones is the proprietor of a website and a radio show called Infowars. And Oh, okay. I know Infowars. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah. So that's him basically. The the guy sitting behind the desk the, shouting that chemtrails are turning the frogs guy gay. Who uses the marker. No, that's Glenn Beck. Okay. No, Glenn Beck, I know. Right, because Glenn Beck is the guy who goes up with the marker and, you know, starts drawing and, you know, sim- Is that the know. same show? No. Okay, let me see if I can see a picture of this guy. Yeah. He looks like if you gave... Oh, okay. If you fed a grizzly bear on nothing but beef jerky for a year and then shaved it, that's what Alex Jones looks like, basically. He does look constipated. Yes, he does, yes. He is in some dire... Dire digestive distress, I think you'll find. He, he looks like he needs some prune juice, actually. Mm, mm. More just, than anything. Or just pruning, honestly. Anyway, <laughs> so, he... The whole point about his show 
is that he shouts the most ridiculous, stupid things. Like, he's a Sandy Hook massacre denier. He believes that Hillary Clinton, you know, eats babies. It's all that kind of awful... Like, there's a sex slave colony on Mars that is being, you know, run by Obama, probably. It's, like, the worst stuff that he does. And he just shouts and shouts and shouts. What's the use of having a sex colony on Mars? It's so far away. What else are you going to do on Mars, though? Really? You're on Mars. What is he going to do on Earth? There's nothing there. Sydney World is shut down because of the pandemic. What else are you going to do? Well, at least we've still got our sex slave colony. That's... (laughs) Alright, so Alex Jones is hawking what? So, Alex Jones, while he's shouting all this utter fucking nonsense, he then spends approximately about 27% of his broadcast hawking his own products. And one of these products is called Brain Force Plus. And it's a bunch of pills with a bunch of shit in them that apparently, if you take them, make you the smarter and not so the stupid. Which, in that case, begs the question, if you want to be smarter, why are you watching InfoWars to begin with? Yeah, I guess that's how you test the pills, though. After you take them, do you stop watching InfoWars? (laughs) <laughs> do you think do you think you take one shot of Brain Force Plus and you're like, actually, no, Hillary Clinton doesn't eat babies. What am I what was I thinking? <laughs> what am I doing with my life? The royal family aren't nine foot reptiles that can shapeshift. Why why have I been thinking this all this time? This is insane. <laughs> anyway. That was that, and that's fine. But then I, I dove deeper and I dove deeper and I dove deeper until I found Are you okay? Ben Shapiro. Well, no, I'm not. And this is all your fault. This is all your fault. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. You led me down this shit path. And now, now I have to trod through it without a pair of Wellington boots on. I'm just wearing loafers, just wading through this nonsense. That's your choice. As Tatiana, one of my favorite drag queens in RuPaul says, choices. And that's the T. Okay. I don't know what any of that means. Because you haven't taken my advice to watch RuPaul's Drag Race, which you would actually really, really like. Anyway, so I got to the point where Ben Shapiro, are we all familiar with who Ben Shapiro is? Yeah. Yeah. It turns out that Ben Shapiro has his own line of products that he wants to sell you. Yay. His line of products, however, is Basically, the the best way I can describe this is bunker food. It is food that you put in your bunker that will last up to 25 years. That's it. Yummy. That's what he's selling, right? Is he a prepper? Yeah. No, it's for, it's for crazy, like, insane, you know. Preppers. The world's going to end because of the libs. I need to stock my shelves. That's it. That's what he's selling. He calls it Patriot Supply. That's what they've named this this product. Okay. All right. And Joy of Joys. This is when I decide to stop because, because it announces very emphatically on its website that this is perfect, perfect for situations where there is an emergency. 
such as potentially a hurricane or somebody trying to take away your guns via the means of repealing the Second Amendment or any of that kind of shit, right? Okay? Or a pandemic, I'm guessing. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. At the top of the website, there's a disclaimer that says, due to the current climate, (laughs) please be... Please be aware there is a slight delay in being able to send out our orders. Please do not contact us via email or via the helpline because we will not be able to respond. (laughs) That is genius. Isn't that beautiful? Isn't that the most beautiful thing you've ever seen? I do love it when right-wingers let other right-wingers down. I know. It's just... It is a beauty to see. Mm. You'd think they'd learn, wouldn't you? You know? Mm. They're not taking those brain pills. That's the thing. That's right. So, uh, if anybody from Brain Force Plus wants to get in touch with Larissa, <laughs> she will quite happily, quite happily sell your products for you, apparently. You might want to get in touch with me as well, but apparently I'm not famous enough to be able to hawk endorsements, unlike my co-host. Oh my god. So, anyway, what are we talking about today? So, I told you about this a while ago, and you thought it was funny. Mm -hmm. So, I think it would be good for a funny episode to talk about the times when Brazilians elected animals to office. Right. Because it was not once, it was not twice, it was not three, but it was five Times right. Brazilians attempted to elect animals to office. Okay, now when you say animals, we're not just talking about Bolsonaro and his comrades. No, 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 no. I'm talking little animals. Okay. Like a a goat. The first one was a goat. Right. Okay. So there's so uh, <laughs> hang on. So wait a minute. When you say a goat, I I. I'm guessing, right, do you mean Michael Jordan or Beyonce, that kind of goat? Or do you mean... No. Okay, right, I mean fine. a literal goat. His name was Yo-Yo. Yo-Yo? And, yeah. Okay. Because he walked around the same path of the city of Fortaleza, which is the capital of the state of Ceará. Right. So there's the story is that he was brought there by uh, people from the Sertão who were emigrating there, and he was bought by a an industrialist. But he just lived in the city, and he walked around the same street, mm-hmm. and he would stop around in bars, and he befriended the the people who went to the bars and allegedly they gave him cachaça and he was known as a bohemian goat. (laughs) Right, okay. In 1922, he was elected... (laughs) He was elected city councillor. Okay, so what you're saying is there was this stray alcoholic goat that used to just wander the streets willy-nilly. And yeah. people thought it was charming, and so they elected him to city councillor. Yeah. Wow. And this isn't a legend. Like, uh, the, his origin is a little fuzzy, 
But he is so real, and the fact that he was elected is so real that he he died in 1932, and he was stuffed and mounted, and he is in the museum of Ceará to this day. His tail was stolen, though. Somebody, t- <laughs> hang on, hang on. This is, this makes no sense at all. Right. So what you're saying is that somebody took a goat. Yeah. That had once been a member of the city council. How did that work? No, he never actually became a city councillor. Right. He was just elected to it. Okay, and then he said, "No, guys, honestly, it, no, it was, I'm fine." Okay, so all of these instances happen because we had paper ballots, so you could just write in a vote. So essentially, people were voiding their votes, but by writing in a an animal instead of an actual candidate. So. These were protest votes, essentially, then in that yes. case. Yes. Okay, so yes. what we're saying is is that people were protesting their vote by voting for the local drunk goat. Yes. That's amazing. But the thing is, the, the goat has become a theme for documentaries. This particular goat. Right. The Cordel stories. Cordel is a typical kind of story and poetry from the Northeast. It, they're small books put on a rope, and that's why it's called cordel, because corda means rope, and children's books. And he was also elected the mascot of Fortaleza recently. In 1996, his tail was stolen, and in 2019, he was actually a theme for Carnaval, for one of the Samba schools Carnaval. This dude just can't stop winning elections. No. That's amazing. So, in 1959, this happens again, but now in Sao Paulo. Was there another goat, or was it... No, no. This time it was a rhino called Cacareco, who was on loan from the Rio de Janeiro Zoo to the Sao Paulo Zoo. Oh. And so a journalist kind of launched her campaign as a protest vote. And people just took that on and started, like, putting graffitis on walls and stuff. And she, uh, the estimate, because, again, these are voided votes, so yeah. they don't tend to count. The The estimate is that she got 100,000 votes, which actually means she was also elected, technically. Wow. She would have been if she had been a proper candidate. Okay. She got some flyers printed, like people printed flyers for her and even made a song. (laughs) Really? Yeah, because music, like political music in Brazil is really uh, important. It's a big part of campaigning. So candidates usually have a song made for them, like we call it a jingle. Okay. I have a quick question, though. Yeah? So you start with a goat. And then you level up to, say, a rhinoceros. A rhino. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now, a goat, I can understand electing a city councillor because ultimately it's not going to do too much damage. It's just going to maybe eat some documents. It's going to eat everything. Yeah, it's maybe going to eat some documents. But a rhinoceros is essentially a tank, okay, with a very short temper. In fact, you know why people don't keep rhinoceroses in the office. Why? Because they'll destroy the world with their running and their hoarding stuff. 
That's what they do. These are all these vo- votes don't actually count. So yeah, in 1987 it happened again. 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 Well, you did say actually. I don't know why I'm surprised about that because you did say five at the beginning of the episode. Yeah. I was just thinking that once you've hit a rhino, you know, you kind of go maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe we've taken this too far at this point. <laughs> but this is actually really interesting because it's mm. the paradox of going from a rhino to a mosquito <laughs> because the the citizens of the city of Villa Velha in this in Espírito Santo wrote in just mosquito meaning the Aedes aegypti mosquito that you know carries the dengue fever virus as a protest vote and this mosquito actually was the winner in the number of votes it got so the runner-up, <laughs> the human who actually won and became mayor, actually learned his lesson and took several actions to lower the rates of cases of dengue fever in the city. Jesus Christ. Okay. All right. Good. <laughs> good. Good. Okay. That is a bit like during the plague. If a bunch of boroughs in London voted for Whiskers McLongtail, you know, <laughs> I'll be your candidate, Governor. Squeak. This mosquito didn't have a name like the others, like Yo-Yo and Kakareku had names. The mosquito didn't have a name. It was just mosquito. You don't know that. I do know Did that. Did you ask the mosquito? They just wrote in mosquito. Yeah, but the mosquito itself could still have a name. Anyway, in 1988... Barry. Barry Buzzworth. That is not a name in Brazil. Barry, nobody's named Barry in Brazil. You have a couple of Michael Jackson, though, and the spelling is mwah, chef's kiss. How is Michael Jackson spelt in Brazil? In many, many unusual ways. M. A, with an a. accent. Okay, okay I, my. I, my. Because then you say my. Yeah, my. Call. Some people use a C, some people use a Q. Okay, Michael. Anyway, this is not the point. The point is, in 1988, a comedy yeah. group called Cassete Planeta decided to mm-hmm. launch the campaign of the chimpanzee Chion for the mayor's office of Rio de Janeiro. This chimpanzee was in the, the Rio de Janeiro Zoo and was famous for t- throwing his poop on people uh, including politicians and authority figures, because, you know, chimpanzees don't give a shit. I mean, this one literally mm. gave his shit by throwing <laughs> it on mm. people. But he didn't care yeah. who those people were. Okay. Uh, presumably, though, this chimpanzee was running on a Republican ticket. Why? Well, because he covered everything in fecal matter. <laughs> the thing is, this one, they, they went all out. There was a campaign, there was a concert, they made t-shirts, pins, uh, flyers, and Mm -hmm. so people wrote in his name, and the estimate was 400,000 people wrote in his name, and he apparently came in third with 12% of the votes. He actually went into the Guinness Book of Records as the most voted chimpanzee on the planet. The winner tried to give him a hug, and that was a bad idea. Because he tore his arms off because he's a chimpanzee? 
Uh, according to the news article that I'm reading, that I read for this, it said he threw everything at the newly elected mayor. I, I think this guy is very happy that there were no camera films back then. So he died in 1996, and Rio de Janeiro had a three-day mourning period for him. Oh my god. And there's actually a statue of him in the Rio de Janeiro Zoo. Like a bronze statue. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Here's the thing, though, right? Here's what I don't understand. Yeah. So, the goat, admittedly, was doing a lot of face-to-face -face canvassing. Yeah. During his time, wandering from bar to bar and so on. Yeah. But outside of that, no real kind of, you know, publicity behind it. Well, it was 19, 1922, so that was campaigning back then. But there was very few banners made or, you know... Kind of, you know, no pin badges, for example, yeah. anything like that. The rhinoceros? Yeah. Flyers, yes, but nothing else. Oh, she had a song. She had a song. Oh, yeah, okay, all right, fine. So there was a jingle and, you know, a couple of flyers. But, you know, there wasn't there wasn't the, the effort that the chimpanzee had behind them, which was, you know, like whole concerts and things like that, and, you know, public rallies and all the rest of it. Yeah. And yet the chimpanzee came third. I know. Sad. Now, there's a lesson behind all of this. <laughs> which, which is? is? Which is, ultimately, sometimes the campaign trail itself isn't what it's cracked up to be, folks. Last but not least, in 1989, mm -hmm. there was a soap opera called Kihei which literally translates to Which King Am I? And it was a satirical soap opera, and they had a goat in it. So they, they played with a lot of aspects of Brazilian history. This was one of them. So the guy who's running for prime minister in, this, in the fictional country of the soap opera loses to a goat. He has only right. one vote, and he loses to the goat named Zé. And in 1989, we actually had presidential elections, and there were writing votes for the goat in the soap opera. <laughs> right. Okay. So, the, hang on. Right. The goat in the soap opera yeah. is a fictional character. Yeah. I mean, there, there was an actual... Goat playing the... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But, the, but, the, but the goat wasn't named Zay, was it? Not in real life, I don't think. But people voted no. for that fictional character of the goat. Yes. Okay. But I All don't right, have an. I couldn't find an estimate for how many votes that goat got. I tried. Okay. That was the election that Fernando Collor won, rather than future President Lula. And Fernando Collor was actually impeached a couple years later. <laughs> right. Okay. So this was the last time, and these things happened because we had paper ballots. Around this time also, like after 89, people in the electoral institution that we have, you know, the electoral, mm -hmm. we call it the electoral court, they were already uh, studying how to design an electronic urn, an electronic voting booth. Okay. And... By 1996, we started testing them, and in 2000, all voting in Brazil became electronic. So since 2000, there are no more paper ballots in Brazil. 
So you can't void your vote by writing in a candidate anymore. Oh, so there's no way that we could, say, start a campaign for Smaug the Dragon to be no. voted in. Okay, all right. There is no way to I mean, to we do could. <laughs> no. We could. Smaug 2022. That's already... You already have that. That's Bolsonaro. That's so unfair. That's so unfair. I mean, you can't... I mean, one of them is a giant monster that just hoards money and terrorizes villages, and the other one is a dragon. So, you know... <laughs> so... It didn't happen after 89, and now it can't happen anymore. And we're actually switching now to biometric booths. So rather than having somebody look at my ID and all of that jazz, I just Mm -hmm. put my finger in the little reader, and it reads my fingerprint, and I vote. So every day we take a little step further in that technology area. But anyway, those are fun little stories that we do have. And now I really do want to go see Yo-Yo the Goat in the museum, Museum of Ceará in Fortaleza. Maybe we should start... Okay, maybe... Well, right, okay, fine. If we can't start a campaign for Smaug, Smog, Smug, (laughs) however you want to pronounce it, the dragon, because I know that's a contentious topic amongst you. (laughs) Tolkien nerds, if we can't actually get Schmirg the dragon <laughs> elected as president, what we should really do is start a campaign to find Yo-Yo's tail. Yeah, that was 1996, so I don't think uh-huh. we are going to find that anymore. I think it's gone. You don't know. Mm-hmm. They found the Swansea Devil. If they can find the Swansea That's Devil, true. they can find anything. They did start recently because of all this new conspiracy theory world that we live in so recently there's been this whole oh the voting booths are not secure and yada 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 of course they are actually we don't have mail-in ballots in brazil in brazil if you are going to be out of town uh on voting day you can let the office know and you can vote in transit but you need to do that like way beforehand, which I actually don't like. I think voting in transit should be easier. Our voting booths were designed to be self-contained, so they're not online, so they can't be hacked. And they have a numeric panel with, so they are designed to help people who are illiterate, and they're also, they also have a braille keyboard on them. So you vote by tapping in the number of the person you're voting for. Each candidate is assigned a number and you pick their number instead of typing in a name. When you type in the number, you see the picture of the person you're voting for. It shows up in a little screen. Mm-hmm. And you do that completely by yourself. At most, you can bring in a very small child with you because you're their caregiver. So I would, I would go vote with my parents when I was little. And that's it. They're super safe and there are hackathons to test them every couple of years. But people are crazy right now and just want to make things harder. But yeah, so that is a fun little story about when animals were elected to office in Brazil, or at least were 
you know, voted for in Brazil. Brilliant. Brilliant. <laughs> Do you want to hear the tale of Lord Buckethead? Who's Lord Buckethead? Right, so Lord Buckethead is a... Nobody knows who Lord Buckethead is. This is the key to Lord Bucketheadness. The theory is, is that it's played by various different people throughout history. However, every once in a while there'll be a general election in the UK and a seat of note will be contested by a man wearing a bucket on his head continuously. Never takes the bucket off. And he's known as Lord Buckethead. Now, in the 2017 general election, current Prime Minister at the time, good old Theresa May, God bless her, (laughs) she was obviously standing in the seat of Maidenhead. Yeah. And competing against... Lord Buckethead. Lord Buckethead. Now, Lord Buckethead released a manifesto. I just want to read through this very quickly. How have I never heard about this? This is Lord Buckethead's manifesto for the 2017 general election. Number one, the abolition of the lords, except for me. Number two, full facial coverings to be kept legal, especially bucket-related headgear. Number three, no third runway to be built at Heathrow. Where we're going, we don't need runways. Number four, sea facts to be brought back immediately, with the Oracle and other teletext services to be rolled out by the next parliament. Number five, Regeneration of Nicholson's Shopping Centre, Maidenhead. Number six, Buckethead on Brexit. A referendum should be held about whether there should be a second referendum. (laughs) This is my favourite one. Number seven, nuclear weapons. A firm public commitment to build a hundred billion renewal of Trident weapon system, followed by an equally firm private commitment not to build it. They're secret submarines. No one will ever know. It's a (laughs) win-win. Number eight, nationalisation of Adele. Number nine, a moratorium until 2022 on whether Birmingham should be converted into a star base. Number ten, legalisation of the hunting of fox hunters. Number eleven, new voting age limit of 16 to be introduced, new voting age limit of 80 to be introduced too. Number twelve, Katie Hopkins should be banished to the Phantom Zone. Number 13, stop selling arms to Saudi Arabia, start buying lasers from Lord Buckethead. (laughs) Number 14, prospective MPs to live in the seat they wish to represent for at least five years before election to improve local representation in Parliament. And number 15, free bikes for everyone to help combat obesity, traffic congestion and bike theft. Oh my god. That was Lord Buckethead's manifesto. Do you want to know how many votes he got? A whole bunch, I'm guessing. 250. <laughs> which, which doesn't sound like a lot. No, but it was is. proudly proclaimed, proudly proclaimed as a new record for Lord Buckethead. Jesus. Yeah. So, anyway, if nothing, if you take nothing else away from this episode, we can safely say two things. Number one, vote yo-yo. And number two, if you can't vote yo-yo... Vote Buckethead. And vote. Just vote. Get out and vote. Yeah. Just vote. Yeah. Yeah. Just go and vote, guys. It's good. Yeah. Okay. I think that's our episode. I think so, too. Great. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And we love you guys. We love our listeners. You're the best part of our days. And we'll talk to you next week. Indeed, absolutely. Thank you for listening. You are brilliant and beautiful, and we love you all. Remember to rate, review us, follow, subscribe, wherever you may go. 
Where are we at, yo? At Brazil Nuts Pod. Boom! Yes, we are dropping that down on you like a volcano, son. We will talk to you again uh, very soon. Look after yourselves and each other. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Brazil Nuts is an effort by Larissa Peixoto and Garrett Davis. We'd like to thank Vosta Zelinski for our graphic design. We'd also like to thank the essential workers for keeping us safe. And you, our listeners, you are elegant and powerful. Like a Ferrari Formula One car. Sleek, sexy, great in a wind tunnel. Thank you for listening. Barry Buzzworth. Hashtag justice for... Barry Buzzworth. Uh, are you done? I mean, yeah. Okay.